Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to an early morning version of the Backpacking Podcast, where I am here with my good friend who just finished his breakfast. He's fat and happy. He's the redheaded king of Kentucky backpacking, Jeremiah Stringer. What's going on, dude? Guten Tag. You got your coffee with you? Got my coffee. I'm a dog dad, according to the cup. I'm here, baby. Just had <laughs> pancakes and bacon, real bacon, not that fake Ooh. turkey bacon. Ooh, that's good stuff, man. That's really good stuff. So uh, what do you want to talk about today, man? This is kind of one of those, uh, let's just shoot for something and let's, let's talk about some things. What, what do you want to talk about today? Well, let's get an update on how your back's doing because I know last week you are really struggling. Yeah, so it did not get good news this past week. Uh, I have a sciatica, so I have I am pumping myself full of steroids and uh, muscle relaxers. I didn't take any before this podcast though because I wanted to be coherent while we <laughs> talked. But uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. My it's pain down through my leg. Um, had several friends that have had these, and I always felt really bad for them, but I didn't realize how bad it was. So kind of stinks because we were supposed to be going out tomorrow for an overnight, and now I can't go, and I'm not real happy about it. Well, I don't know if you've looked. But it's not looking good on the weather front. It's looking like thunderstorms, isn't it? Well, our special guest that's supposed to be on this episode, none other than Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. And since John couldn't go, we decided that we were going to do like a little kayaking trip because I don't know where you live, but hot like all across the U.S. there's been this massive heat wave. So we're like, well, we need to do some of that lake life, right? So, yeah, man. Yeah, we can take out the kayaks. And then I texted him yesterday and I was like, hey, man, have you been looking at this weather? Because it was like, it's like 80% chance of thunderstorms with heavy rainfall. And you would be in a body of water with thunderstorms. Yeah. And Not then camping. Now, camping, you'd be uh, right there next to the water, too. So I don't know. We, I'm supposed to be within, let's see, today is Monday, right? Yeah. So I think we're doing a little mini vacay on Thursday. So it won't be the end of the world if we had to cancel. But uh, what are maybe you the do? three of us, maybe the three of us just need to get together and have a steak dinner or something. Hey, man, count me in for that. Uh, that might be that might be an option, you know, make the mm-hmm. best out of what you can. Uh, so I've been trying these YouTube shorts. I was trying to do one every day. I noticed that. And it, I basically have taken my phone and I set it up in my little recording studio. I got my tripod, my lights. I even hooked up. I don't know. I didn't know this. I thought you needed a different cord, but my little, uh, what is it? Video road video micro or something like that. You know what yeah. microphone I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. I set that up and put it as a boom mic over the top of me. So the audio's good because YouTube audio is like number one. Yeah, it is. It is. Without good audio, you know, it's tough, 
tough to watch a video. So hooked that up, plugged it into my phone, and it worked perfectly fine. I didn't know. I thought that you had to have a different cord with a different number of those little rings. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. So I hooked all that up, set it up, and done the first YouTube short and didn't do captions. And then I put captions on the next one, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this is like double the amount of engagement on there. And now, does I, it automatically do the captions for you, or did you have to type them in? I've been doing it. now. I've been doing it the poor man's way. So I've been doing YouTube shorts, but what I did was record the video and then upload it as a reel to Instagram and then use Instagram to create the closed captions. Like whenever you do your reel, you just swipe up and you can click closed caption. I don't know about yours, but it's like the first option on mine. You know, I've not done those yet. I need to. And here, here's the thing. I've, I've realized I'm, I've been saying this for a while, but there's going to be some major changes to my channel. Some people probably notice I've been doing it every Friday live stream. That's a new thing I've started doing. Uh, videos are going to change pretty drastically too. So there's a lot of stuff I'm getting ready to change up. And one of the things I'm wanting to do is Instagram reels. Maybe look at TikTok a little bit. I don't know. I'm trying it's to figure all, out what to do. Anything with that, is it 9 by 16? Is that um, like your vertical video basically? Something like that. 16 by 9 would be horizontal. Right. right? You just right. flip that. And yep. if you do it with that aspect <laughs> ratio, I put it on Instagram, and then I click, like, save to my camera roll. Yeah. iPhone. And then I upload it to YouTube. And then I also, for some reason, I don't know, my Facebook and Instagram are linked. And typically when I make an Instagram post. Yeah. And it uploads it to Facebook, too. Like my Jeremiah Stringer Hikes Facebook. Yeah. But it doesn't do that with the reels. So then I had to upload it to Facebook. And I was thinking, well, might as well upload it to TikTok, too. Like, it's not. It's not really any extra work. The content's already made. Right, right. You got to go through the motions of logging into the app and uploading it and then cap, like titling it and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Since uh, we're on the topic of these videos, what is it that you're wanting to accomplish like from that content? Like why why the shorts? What, what does that do for people? Well, I think that like the average... I think the average time before somebody clicks away on something, whatever it is, whether it's morning news or TikTok or a long form YouTube video or whatever, it's like three to eight seconds. So right. that the short form content, it, I think it's the future. And if you look at all the apps, like here's how you know, in my opinion, that an app is pushing something. If every single app, whenever you click like to create something and it gives you the same first option, that's what they're trying to get you to do. Mm -hmm. And I don't really understand the monetization side for them. How If they're making more money as a platform doing these kind of videos and stuff. Right. But for me, it, it takes a lot less energy and time to make shorts because like my brainstorming, a lot of times I'll just like, be laying in bed and think of ideas for like YouTube videos and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I also like sit down and just take a notepad and just start writing like different ideas. But with the shorts, I just, I'm like, well, I want to do something I want to do. It's fun. It's low risk because I mean, maybe you invested 30 minutes into it, maybe less, mm -hmm. maybe an hour if you work really hard and put it on your computer and edit it there and stuff. Right. But 
I can just walk around like my background. If you're watching the video of this podcast, it's basically the storage of all my backpacking and camping gear. So like, for example, I was looking around and I was like, hmm, what do I want to make a short about today? I was trying to do one every day, except for a day that I uploaded like a long form video, which I did one last week. Right. And I was looking and I saw my fuel container and I was like, well, what is a problem that everybody runs into when it comes to their gear or something that is. Okay. So now, now you're getting at what my question was that, that now you're getting to where my question is. Like, it seems like what you're, what you've done is you you're trying to help backpackers fix problems. That seems like that's been kind of the, the thing you've been doing with these is like helping backpackers, especially beginners. Cause you did the one thing on trekking poles. Like a lot of people don't realize when you, when you hold your trekking poles properly, you're supposed to put your your hands up underneath and through the straps, not down and through the straps. A lot yeah. of people don't realize that, and I've shown a few people that, and they've they've all told me man, it it really made a difference. And it it's such a small thing, but those little tips like you've been doing have been huge. Yeah, like the trekking poles. If you put your hand down through the loop, that loop is made to help keep your trekking pole from just falling down, right? right. Like you losing the trekking pole. But if you put it down through, then if you fall, you pin your hand between the loop and the pole. Yeah. So people can get dislocated thumbs. But if you yep. stick your hand up through the loop, it gives you a different type of leverage and it's a little safer. You can kind of catch yourself. But and you get yeah. better stability with the pole too. Like that's a lo- another thing. It is you you probably notice it. You it's actually you act the pole the uh, strap is actually helping you with the trekking yeah. pole. It's, it's not you- one of those things where when you put it through, it's real loose. When you come through the top, but when you go underneath and you hold it, it's actually held on pretty secure, which you could save your wrist big time, too. Because if you were to fall, you've got control of that pole a little bit more when you're coming down through that pole's loosey goosey. And if it sw- twists a certain way, it could really jack you up. <clears throat> I learned this, uh, excuse me, from Bigfoot. Yeah. He has a YouTube channel. He's done the AT um, and a bunch I of I miss other- his channel, by the way. I do too, man. He was so good. He's somewhere raising his kid and managing a McDonald's. Loving his life. Yep. So I learned that from him, and um, I he sticks his hand down through, and I do that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But if my trekking pole is long enough, see, I got the problem. Somebody commented and said that there's one trekking pole. I can't remember who makes it, but it extends – like up to 62 inches, I think. Wow. It's Or maybe it's 67. It was really, really long. Wow. That is long. My problem is my trekking poles are always too short. So, like, I can't get the 90-degree angle bend at my arm if I just am holding the trekking pole and touching the ground. So, I want it to be a little bit long. So, if I want to stick my hand down through it, right. basically, I use my wrist to create leverage by putting pressure on the pole. but mm-hmm. Like I said, it's not as safe, so I don't know if I should really advocate for it. Yeah, I I go on I go underneath. Ever since I started doing that, it just to me, it just feels like you've got a more secure connection with your trekking pole. I just think it's a better way of doing it. So I was yeah. glad to see you did that on your video because nobody ever talks about that. So, yeah. And the the one with the fuel, I was like, the problem that I have with my fuel canisters is like I'll use it and then I'll just throw it in the bin. And then the next time I'm like, okay, well, I'm going on a three day. I want to make sure I have enough fuel. I better take a new one. So like I'll buy them in bulk. I might buy three or four at a time. 
Yeah. And um, I just throw them in this bin. And then you have a bunch of partially empty cans. And so mm. they're just sitting there, like literally just sitting there. You're wasting money buying more and more cans. Yeah, because you're afraid to take it out because you don't know how much is left in it. Yeah, and you can check it. You can check it. I think we talked before not too long yeah. ago about floating them and stuff. Floating in water, yeah. But I decided to make my little YouTube short using a piece of gear, um, a, a little adapter. It's called the G-Works. Uh, it's basically a lindle valve, and it lets you open a valve between canisters. And I put this in a video, like a long-form YouTube video, uh, probably like three or four months ago. And I had a lot of people that were like telling me how unsafe this is and blah, blah, blah. And I said on the video, like, do this at your own risk. Um, these canisters aren't made. They're made for one-time use, but they they degrade over time. So, yeah. like, you don't have to do this, but just know, like, it would be safer to buy a new can. But you can transfer fuel from one to another. And you, like, stick it in the freezer for 15 minutes and then take it out and you screw the valve on and then put another canister on top. And it basically looks like an hourglass and you open up the valve and fuel will run from the top one to the bottom. Gravity will pull that down. It doesn't yep. equalize the pressure. And I made the YouTube short and people are commenting on there like, Hey man, you gotta be careful doing this, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah. So that was one of the things I had to weigh whenever I was making it. Cause I knew from saying something about it before in a different video that people are going to be like, nobody should ever do this. And then other people will be like, man, this is going to save me so much time. And then other people are like, I've been doing this for years. And I yeah. always buy the big canisters and refill my little canisters. But I said on there, like, you can't overfill them. Because you overfill them, the pressure's off, and then they don't light right. Well, that, and you've got a problem. It could You could rupture the, the container, too, which is not good. No, you get one of those things to explode. That's really dangerous. So bad. that's a bad situation for everybody. It's like setting off a grenade in your garage. You don't want to do that. Yeah, the shrapnel. Yeah. So with the shorts, I've been trying also to be like, okay, well, it has to be worth my time too. Like um, if I'm going to put an hour into creating this content, I could have put that hour somewhere else. I could have yeah. put it into the podcast, making the podcast better, the YouTube channel, or one of the one of my Jeremiah Stringer hikes uh, pages on whatever platform. Right. So I was like, well, how can I also not, not just give people info or entertainment, but also somehow try to monetize it for me? Because people don't know, like if you make a YouTube video and you monetize it with ads, like YouTube takes half the revenue just off the top. So if you're going to make a hundred dollars on that video, let's say you put five hours into it, you're going to make a hundred bucks. So $20 an hour. That's not too bad money, $20 an hour, especially yeah. doing something that you really enjoy. Yeah. You know? So um, you could have made 200 because YouTube took half of it. So with the shorts, it's even less. Like I made one and I think it got like, I don't know, two or 3,000 views. Take a guess how much money I made off of the advertising. Four bucks. <laughs> it was like 92 cents. 92 cents. Wow. If, if you could invest that time and make better content or more, more money elsewhere than what would push you to do the shorts. So I was like, okay, well let's be creative here. If I talk about this piece of gear, which I talk a lot, of, a lot about gear anyway, how can I monetize that? So I was like, well, with YouTube, 
I could maybe pin a comment and then that make that an affiliate link. So then click through it, then obviously they can help support you and your channel. Yeah. But that's kind of my strategy going in. And I've, I've only done like, I don't know, five to 10 of them so far, but we'll see. I don't know. It'll be, it's interesting and exciting doing something different and Mm -hmm. trying to balance like that workflow Right. Working on this and that. Cause yesterday I worked like two hours on editing my South Dakota trip, which I cannot wait for that to see that. I really can't wait to see that. <laughs> I watched it, Jason's. I, I think I'm the last one to upload mine. Yeah. I had, I haven't seen the other guys yet. I did, did, did Miyagi do one? Uh, well, he like uh, never, like his videos usually are like six months late. His, yeah. A lot of times they're a little bit behind, but he works really, really hard on his videos. Yeah. So, he's got so many banked up. Yeah, and I think he takes the time to make them as good as he possibly can. And my opinion is always, like, done is better than perfect. Like, as long as it's not – it has to be above a certain uh, satisfactory level, obviously. You can't yeah. just put out something just to put it out. But and You're not building up – you're not trying to build up a video creation repertoire. You're trying to build up content. Yes, and it's it's for fun. So, I mean, you make money on it, but at the end of the day, you do it because you enjoy it, not because somebody's paying you to do it. Right, right. Yeah, if you're just in it for money, you're going to be struggling probably. So, yeah. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit of backpacking. Let's get off the video topic for a little bit. Let's talk a little bit of backpacking. So, Jeremiah, what are your? Have you started putting some plans together for your fall for things that you're wanting to do? Well, I know that for fall break. Bridget's want to go, want to go, going to want to go to a beach somewhere, but uh, she says that she's wanting to practice for the Camino. So that means we need to backpack together. Yeah. So I don't have anything scheduled yet to take her on, but I'm excited to be able to get back out and maybe go somewhere to get the leaves changing. Yeah, man, that would be great. That would be great. I know I'm planning. I still want to get down to, uh, well, what was the one? The um, well, no, I can't think of it. The foot. I am doing the foothills trail. That's a that's a given. But I want to get back down to the Savage Gulf. That's where I want to go. Mm. I really yeah. want to get down there. Maybe maybe you and Bridget could go with me on that. Yeah, that that could be a potential. Wasn't that one of the places that you're throwing out for uh, me, you and Jason to go to? Yeah, it's it's it, there's supposed to be tons of waterfalls. It's it's kind of like the Red River Gorge, except they call it a gulf instead of a gorge. I don't know what the if if you're listening right now or watching right now, and you know the difference between a gulf and a gorge, please let us know. I just know that you're up on a ridge and there's a deep cavern below you. And uh, but yeah, it's supposed to be really beautiful. Um, I've actually seen a couple of videos of pe- that people have done from there, and I just want to check it out. I've been wanting to check it out for two years. I had a trip planned a couple of years ago, and due to my buddy's work and some weather issues, we weren't able to make the trip. Um, but yeah, I really want to get down there pretty bad, man. At what point? So like we were just talking about the weather a couple minutes ago for, uh, Jason, and I going on this kayaking thing at what point and what situation do you be like, okay, I'm going to have to change my plans because of the weather. Cause there's people out there through hiking right now in this heat wave and there's gonna yeah. be people that are out on trail and they're going to hit, get hit with these thunderstorms that are coming at what point do you start second guessing and thinking about that in what situation i think extreme heat 
Like when it starts getting up in the mid to upper nineties, mm-hmm. it's just I'm not going. Like it, it's not even fun at that point. So um that and torrential high winds. I'm more nervous about high winds than I am rain. Yeah, the rain's inconvenient, but the wind yeah. on the limbs out, that can be yeah. dangerous. Well, and you just never know. Like you could be hiking down a trail and all of a sudden a tree falls in front of you. You know, like um when I was in the Smokies about a, two years ago with my buddy Josh, we were at this campsite and we heard a noise. And I'm not kidding you, 20 feet from us, this 30, 40, 50 foot tree just falls. Like right past us. It was crazy. And you just never know, you know, and it, and we were, we were out in a storm. Like we, we were wet that entire day. We hiked through rain the entire time, got to our campsite. Everything was soaked. We couldn't even get a fire going that night. Cause you know how the Smokies are. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just don't win on that one. And uh, so we couldn't even get a fire started. We worked on a fire for two or three hours. Couldn't get it started. Decided, okay, we're just not gonna have a fire tonight. And, uh, but everything was soaked and that tree fell and it was terrifying because it wasn't that far from us. We, whenever we, Jason and I went to Cranberry Wilderness last year, I think it was, and we got that four days straight of rain. Yeah. And there was no fires. I mean, it's like I did get some of the best sleep because, like, landing your hammock with the, the rain. rain. Yeah. yeah you the tarp above you, and you hear the pitter patter of the rain. Ah, uh, man. That's nice. That is nice. Yeah. I think I slept from like two o'clock to eight o'clock, but then you're like screwed because <laughs> you wake up and it's 8 PM and you're like, well, it's raining and it's 8 PM and it's getting dark and it's going to continue to rain. I'm stuck in this hammock. So what do I do? <coughs> well, I know I went out with uh, Mark goes hiking. Uh, we were, we were out at the Red River Gorge a year ago, I think. And the night that we spent the night out there, the wind and rain came. And it blew my tarp out twice. Like blew the one stake. time pulled it out of the ground. Yeah. One time I actually pulled the stake out of the ground. And uh, I remember halfway through the night having, having to lower my tarp because there was so much wind. It was just blowing water up underneath the tarp. And, uh, you know, just wind is worse than anything, I think. I, yeah. I can deal. I can deal with a lot. The cold never seems to really bother me too much. I can deal with cold. You can always put more clothes on. Um, heat you can only get so naked before it's just inappropriate um but uh but wind man wind is just it's unforgiving i remember you were you were out at the gorge with mark and uh crow Uh a year or two ago and it blew your tarp out and your entire hammock and everything was filled with water wasn't it yeah and that mistake was on me because a lot of people think with the tarps like if you're hammock camping a lot of people think like you pitch your tarp in this a shape and you kind of do like it's connected on each side either by a ridge line or like line locks or something to the two right. trees that you're tied to and then it's staked out usually in each of the four corners right and if you do it very very close to your hammock then if it rains you don't get a whole lot of coverage so most of the time what we do is instead of a strict a you spread that a out to more of an obtuse angle at the top and then that gives you a lot more coverage and it gives you this big dry zone under your tarp. Well, you can take it one step further and do what's called porch mode. Yeah. Where you basically you have a support under one side of your tarp. You put a pole trekking poles or something like that. Yeah, trekking poles, a stick that you break, whatever, and prop your tarp up, making yourself a little roof. Well, I did that 
and didn't think anything about it. And we left camp. Right. Then, then we got hit by a storm while we were out of camp. And then I got back and there was like 25 gallons of water <laughs> just <laughs> floating in my hammock, sitting there in my car where, where it was, it was laying on the ground. Yeah. But that was a quality tarp because it wouldn't have held all that water if, uh, if it had any leaks or anything like that. Shout out to Miyagi for, for making that. Making a beast of a tarp. Yeah, I, I know, like, uh, that's what I'm saying about wind. Like, I can deal I can deal with cold, and I can deal with heat up to a point, but once it starts getting, like, mid to upper 90s and high humidity and all, I just, no, I'm done. I'm good. Uh, that's not even fun at that point because that usually well, means when you go to bed at night, it's, like, 85 degrees at, like, 10 o'clock at night. And yeah. uh, it just stops being fun. You don't you don't want to do a fire because it's too hot for a fire. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's just it's not that much fun. I don't think. Whenever I sleep in a tent and it's going to be like really hot like that, I have taken just a flat sheet, like a cotton sheet, and use that instead of a sleeping bag. I I don't know what it is, but like the 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 material that sleeping bags are made out of. Whenever you're sweaty, that just feels so icky. Um, yeah and and yeah it like sticks to you i don't know it's yeah. just misty yeah nylon doesn't feel real good on uh on the body when you're sweating that's for sure what about the cold man what about the guys that are up there doing the uh freeze your butt hang and uh like the negative 40 if i already have a trip planned and when we find out it's going to be cold i'll still go but i don't plan to go out in like stupid cold how cold is stupid cold? I think anything under zero degrees is when it starts getting stupid cold. Then you get to like the negative 29s and all that stuff that some of those guys do, but they're doing that on purpose. Have you ever seen that show Mountain Men on his yes. channel? Yes. There's, there's a guy that flies uh, like once a year or maybe multiple times a year up to a remote part of Alaska, leaves his family and stays at a cabin that they built up there and like hunts and stuff. Yep. I remember one episode, his snowmobile broke down and it was so cold out there. He was trying to work on it and to get these bolts and screws and nuts out and all this from the engine to fix it, like he had to take his gloves off and he was like 15, 20 seconds of no glove and your hand is so cold, your dexterity is pretty much gone. Right. You can't work on it with gloves on because you can't, you know, if you're trying to unscrew a nut off this bolt, to yep. things you just can't do it man not happening the cold it's too cold yeah i know for me i'll i'll i just love fall weather and i like winter in kentucky because winter in kentucky doesn't get that cold it might get to single digits every once in a while mm-hmm. but honestly man kentucky winter is pretty easy at least yeah. i think it's easy and in the fall you get well first of all you get my birthday it's in september which is so, important like, Yes, and like the first day of fall is like the 21st or the 23rd of September. I can't remember, but my birthday is the 22nd. So you get you that. 30 this year? I turned the big 3-0, dirty 30. Ooh. I was wanting to try to go to a concert, maybe like yeah. Stapleton or Black Keys or something like that for my birthday. But you get that in the fall. You also get football. Which is a good get, thing. Oh, huge. You get uh, basketball. You get Which the league. okay. Engine. Okay, it's fantastic. You get the the leaves changing, and you get uh, the cooler weather, man. That's why I think fall is the best. 
Yeah, I love I love fall. I love spring too because everything's coming to life in the spring. You know, and and so you're starting to see the buds come up on the trees. That's where you see a lot of the flowers and stuff forming on the trees. And uh, I love spring as as well. Like spring and fall are definitely the best two seasons, I think. But I I do like winter backpacking. I I actually really enjoy it. I don't mind being out in the snow and all that. That doesn't really bother me. I actually kind of enjoy it. Dude, I'd take it all day over over backpacking in the July heat. Yeah, 100%. Man, I had to stick, stick to that lake life. Yeah, dude, I that's one of those things I would have to agree with you on 100%. I am not a huge fan of hot weather backpacking. It just it saps all the energy out of you. Climbs that are difficult are twice as hard, you know, because it's it's harder to breathe that thick, musty air. And uh, the heat's just oppressive, man. It's oppressive. It beats you down. So yeah. I will definitely take spring and fall over anything. Fall is probably my favorite, though. Fall is probably my favorite. You see this mop? Oh yeah, dude. I'm gonna go get it cut right now. Are you really? You're you're getting out of here to go get a haircut. <laughs> it's scheduled, man. My barber stays booked up. He's the best. Is he pretty well see my barber's getting ready to leave the country for about a month. So I gotta go get my haircut this week, or I gotta find somebody else to do it because he's from another country. So he well, goes over to Eastern Europe. I can't remember which country he lives in, but he goes over to Eastern Europe. And he's gone every year at the same time. And a bunch of guys start looking real shaggy in my town. You'll be styling and profiling, man. I'm going to do the big, uh, maybe like a quaff or something like that. I've been letting this hair grow and let my beard grow ever since Miyagi shaved it. Oh, and let me say for the record. Yes. I need to retract my statement about the poop and Miyagi situation. He said that he did not do anything poop related when it comes to pranking me in south dakota so somebody else did it somebody else must have done it or uh somehow a bird figured out how to wrap up poop in a leaf and stick it behind my sit pad or maybe i I could have sat on it and then stuck the sit pad back into the backpack that is a possibility but the probability of that is very very low yes so what we're saying is over the next week we need to do some investigative work and see if we can figure out who this is and relay this to our audience next week i'm gonna, I'm gonna do some interrogations during the downtime oh, i think it needs to happen well <laughs> man good talking with you buddy i hope you have a good time getting your hair cut yeah ditto the same same time next week baby yes sir and for the rest of you all have a great day and we will catch you on the next go around okay,